there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. What's up? How are things? Grab your mug and take a chug because it is time for another caffeinated career conversation. My guest today is someone whose job is dedicated to educational data in the nonprofit space, working with public school districts and nonprofits across Dallas and the state of Texas to help fix education inequity. Marie Apple is the manager of analytics at the Commit Partnership, which is a coalition of over 200 partners, public and private schools, colleges and universities, foundations, businesses, and nonprofits that work collectively to help solve the Dallas-Fort Worth region's biggest systemic challenges, including improving early childhood education, preparing and retaining effective educators, and increasing post-secondary completion rates. Marie, welcome to Time for Coffee. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I have to ask you because I ask all my guests this. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am. I'm drinking tea. I hope that's acceptable, but I do have caffeine. (laughs) You know, just the other day, I interviewed Seth Goldman, who is the co-founder and TEO emeritus at Honest Tea. So we accept all varieties, as long as maybe there's a hint on occasion of caffeine. Of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So Marie, let's jump into the Time for Coffee espresso shots. These are quick questions to help Java junkies get a better handle on, in this case, the field of education. So first question, what entry-level jobs are available to young people who are eager to break into the field of education? I would say that for the most part, people start their careers in education as a teacher, but I don't think that people realize that there's a ton of other options out there. I know I'm supposed to be brief, so I can go into more of them later, but I would also just say working at a school district in the administration or working at tons of different types of nonprofits that that push on education from the side rather than in the classroom. There's a lot of options that people don't normally think of beyond just teaching. Sure. And I know in your case, you worked at Teach for America. Yeah. So I did start with teaching and I taught in the Mississippi Delta for a few years and it was very, very challenging. (laughs) We will get into that in the longer (laughs) interview, I'm sure. So Marie, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people you hire for the entry-level positions at the Commit Partnership? Two things. One, Excel, Microsoft Excel. If you know Microsoft Excel, you are worth more at every position you will ever be in at any job, is my feeling personally. And then two is mindset. We will not hire anyone that does not believe that all students can learn and believe that there's a lot of racial and socioeconomic injustice within the education system. And so we only hire people that are fired up about fixing that. And have an open mind, obviously. Yes. (laughs) What about someone's major Is that a deciding factor to break into education? In other words, if they haven't studied whatever that is, is it a deal breaker? No. And I would say part of that is because if you studied anything, you partook in education. (laughs) So you have everybody can have some experience in the education field because you had to have been educated in some type of way 
between now and birth. So everyone kind of has a little bit of experience with the education system, as well as I think it actually brings a lot of perspective for people to have studied something besides education. So no, it's definitely not a non-starter for you to have studied something besides education. Got it. So <laughs> you and I were chatting before we started recording, and you mentioned that you were thinking about getting a graduate degree for other Java junkies who want to build a career in the field of education. How important do you think it is? How essential do you think it is to succeed in this field without a graduate degree? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of different paths. I would say about half of my kind of contemporaries have grad degrees at this point, but even what type of grad degrees they have varies a lot. I definitely have a lot of friends that have gotten either their master's of ed or specifically their master's of ed for teaching. But even in Texas and some other states, you don't even have to have your master's of education to be a teacher. So there's a lot of kind of nuance in that, depending on your state requirements in terms of teaching and education. But I would say that it's definitely, it's helpful, but I don't think that you absolutely have to have a master's to succeed. And if you do have one, I don't think it necessarily has to be in education specifically. I have a lot of friends right now that are actually in business school and really taking the learnings from business school to look at how do we look at an efficient business and take some of those applicable practices and run an efficient school. So long answer short, uh, no, I don't think you have to have a grad degree to succeed. That's super exciting. I love hearing that, that they're getting MBAs and coming at this from different angles. Marie, what kind of life experiences are most useful for someone who's starting out in this field? I would say that if you aren't going to teach, one, that is one of the best ways to understand the system and understand all of the different things that make education either difficult or amazing. But if you aren't going to teach, I think you must find a way to become proximate to classrooms, whether that's volunteering with something like reading partners, where you're going in and reading to a student once a week, or you know, joining a PTA and really seeing what goes on at school level. Because in my experience, There are a lot of well-meaning people that make policy, but if those people making policy have never been in the classroom to see how those policies look during implementation and in practice, you don't really have the full picture of what you need to succeed here. So I would say either teach, please, we need more teachers, we need more good teachers, but also if that's not in your interest area, find a way to get close to a classroom, if not in one. Wonderful. What is the best part for you of being the manager of analytics at the Commit Partnership? Ooh, that's that's tough because I actually really, really love my job. I, I think there's kind of a culture around everybody kind of complains about their job. And so it's rare that you get to just say, no, I absolutely love my job. And so I think there's the piece of it that I know I will always be in education because this is not just a job for me or phase in my career. This is my calling. And I know that I am supposed to do education, not because I have to, because I really, truly want to and love doing it and love deriving meaning from my work and knowing that I'm making a difference. So that kind of answers what I love most about working in education, specifically working in analytics at Commit. One, I'm just surrounded by so many other brilliant people that are also, you know, have a similar mindset of trying to fix the same issues and just being inspired by them every day of seeing the different things that they're out in the world doing, thinking I have a great idea, but then bouncing it off somebody and then learning they had an even better one or, hey, you could build on it like this, or we tried that once and this is actually where it went wrong. So let's build on it to do this. Just a really solid group of people that all really, really care about kids and are in it for the right reasons and just inspire me every day. 
Oh, that is awesome. I'm so excited (laughs) for you. So then this is going to be the tough question. What (laughs) is the part of your current job that sucks the most? Knowing that my boss may hear this at some point, none of it. No. Um, I think that anyone in education would say something similar of sometimes there's a bit of hopelessness because the problem is just so big. Education is a piece of the puzzle that we're trying to fix. But so far, I haven't come across anyone that has the silver bullet for fixing poverty or racism. You know, so, so there's just these these huge forces in our society that we're fighting against every step of the way. And so there's definitely days where you come home and you pour yourself a glass of something that might not be coffee and you just sit on your couch and say, wow, I don't know if I made a difference today. But then that's balanced out by so many other days where you get to come home and say, not only did I know I made a difference, I made a difference in a child's life, not someone's pocketbook or something intangible. Like this, this is a kid that I helped do something for today. I think that they're balanced out, but the highs are high and the lows are low. Mm, Wow. What is the best career advice you've ever gotten, Marie? I would say, I don't know that I would place this with any one person that I learned it from, but I think I learned it from experience of you have to be your own advocate. No one is advocating for you like you will advocate for yourself. So we can go into more detail when we talk about my time in the classroom, but I allowed other people to make decisions about my career path and my future because I thought that I didn't have power in that situation. But you always have power over yourself. You always have options, always knowing that you have to look out for number one, even when you're working in a career where you're there because you care about people that aren't you. You care about, you know, you care about these kids that aren't even your kids. I don't even have children yet. But you do still have to have this kind of mentality at certain times in your career where you have to say, no, I need to put my foot down and do what's best for me, whether it's in terms of a job negotiation and salary or no, I need to go and leave work today on time to go to yoga because I need to go relax. You have to be your own biggest advocate in, in every part of your life. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, and honestly, you should be making time for yourself every day every day. And especially when you don't have kids, for sure, because you have to keep up your energy and get in the right headspace to do the work that you're doing. And honestly, I'm sure Java junkies in all different careers, this could apply to them too. So yes, a thousand (laughs) percent, Marie. What movie or series that you've watched on TV or book that you've read, do you think accurately depicts the field of education? Well, I would first say that you're not going to get any one item that covers education in America because it's just so contextualized to each place. And so, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording is I love podcasts. That's kind of the way that I consume most of my information. And so For example, I listened to a podcast out of St. Louis. It's actually a bunch of Teach for America alumni talking about what's going on in their classroom. I think it's called No Wrong Answers. That gives you a really good insight into what's happening in the classroom. And they really cover how like, you know, current day events are impacting kids. And so they go into the heavy stuff, but they also kind of go into like, what emojis do kids like the best these (laughs) days? So I really like that one. But then, I mean, even the Commit Partnership where I work puts out a podcast called The Miseducation of Dallas. And it's very specific to the ways that Dallas education has evolved to be what it is. Because as someone that just came here four years ago, there's things that you're just like, 
baffled by why that school's there and why the resources are over here, not over there. And you have to know the history of Dallas education, especially through desegregation that allowed all of these things to happen the way that they happen today. And so I guess my answer is podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) but very specifically to your area. So if you are moving to an area that you did not grow up in and trying to get into education, your first move is to listen and find a way to listen, whether that's reading books podcasts, just talking to people, go have coffee with some of the higher up people in education that have been working there longer, because it's just so unique to each city or rural areas, educational struggles. If you really want to get to understand the education system you're about to be working in. That is really helpful. Thank you. And final espresso shop. Marie, what would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession? I would say they would probably be surprised because I was surprised to find out that there's there's more of us out there. Um, I thought that I was kind of, you know, when I first moved to Dallas, I had, I actually lived with one of my college roommates and all my friends were in marketing. And I was this one kid that was like, I think everyone thought I was teaching pre-K. Wasn't teaching, but like, they're like, oh, that's so cute. You help kids. And I thought I was kind of one of the only people that was, that has chosen this lifestyle for myself. And then as I got more ingrained in Dallas, I realized and found friends that this is what they do every day. I mean, I see the way I hang out with my friends is we go to a school board meeting and we all hang out and like eat snacks in the back. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he voted that way on this. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it's, they would be surprised to find out that like this field is actually bigger and more diverse than you would think it is. And it doesn't just look like a bunch of people in the classroom. There are people working in education that are out doing all sorts of other activities that you wouldn't normally associate with education that are not in a classroom, but are actually really fun, really important ways to get engaged and a really great way to expand your network to some awesome people. Are there some websites that you could tell us about or maybe that you could share with me and I'll post them in show notes so that Java junkies who want to explore this could learn more about it? For sure. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of ones that are Texas specific, but I'll try to stay national. There are different leadership programs in cities, specifically the one in our area is called Leadership ISD. And I always say it changed my life. It was a leadership program training people about specifically Dallas ISD's history and, and whatnot and connecting people to help together to work and prove it in whatever way they saw the community that they were living in need. And so I would check out and see if you have something like a leadership ISD in your city. Then, I mean, there's also like nationally education trust is big in DC and, and it has a national presence, all sorts of education nonprofits and whatnot that you can get involved with. But again, it's so local. It depends on where you're at. We're part of commit is part of the strive together network, which is actually across the U S there are commit like entities in, I believe like 36 States. And so I would definitely look at the Strive Together Network and see, are there other nonprofits in my area that are similar to Commit and similar to this type of work? And then honestly, to just keep going off this whole coffee thing, ask somebody that works there to go to coffee with you and tell them about what they do. I I really believe in the informational interview. It's not that you're looking for a job or that you have any real end goal. You just want to learn about what's going on in education in your city. And I promise you that anyone in our network would be happy to chat and get another advocate in there pushing for better education for our kids. Marie, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee with me and the Time for Coffee community today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you 
always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.